Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Aloha and welcome to Hit the Bell with me, Matthias Burbell. Volume 2, Episode 2. We're back on Sports Grid Radio Network, man. Let's do it. UFC 289 was a blast. Canada, stand up. 6-0 for the Canadians. I was super excited to do the show this week. Considering Canada went 6-0, I'm still riding that Canadian wave. I'm still feeling the vibe over there. Canada, stand up and go 6-0. Mike Mallett, Marc-Andre Barriol, Jasmine Jasudavicious, Eamon Zahabi, Kyle Nelson, Diana Balbita. Woo! You guys put Canadian MMA back on the map. It shouldn't have done it like that. You know, it shouldn't be their, their accomplishment and their victory to put Canadian MMA back on the map. Canadian MMA has always been there. Canadian MMA has always been on fire. Is it a fighting country? Absolutely. GSP, Rory McDonald, the list goes on, guys. Great, great MMA in Canada. And they showed their stripes this past weekend. Amanda Nunes, the GOAT, takes down Irene Aldana, demolishes Irene Aldana, dominates Irene Aldana, pretty much makes Irene Aldana scared before the fights even starts, man. Nunes landed her first punch against Aldana, and that was a fight. That was a fight. She didn't want to fight anymore. She felt that power, and she said, I don't want to fight anymore. She froze. The lights got bright. Irene Aldana, back of the line. We'll see what happens now that Amanda Nunes retired as a double champ. And where the division goes from there, Irene Aldana still has a chance to become a champion. Charles Oliveira, not only did he dominate Benil Dariush, and when I say dominate, I mean finish Benil Dariush in the first round. Charles Oliveira even learned how to speak English. Gave his first post-fight speech in English, and it was awesome. He was emotional on top of the cage. Canada pretty much made him feel like he, like he was in Brazil, and he deserves that. He deserves that type of recognition. Another victory, another finish for Charles Oliveira, the number one contender in the lightweight division. And he will fight Islam Makhachev again for the undisputed lightweight championship belt of the world. I just don't think he's going to get that done. But we're going to talk more about that. Coming up with Damon Martin. That's right. Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com. He's on the show today. You know who else is on the show today? Dan Dynamite Ige. Aloha! Dan Dynamite Ige joins the show today before he goes over to Hawaii on vacation. We're going to catch up with him. We're going to talk about his upcoming trip. And we're also going to talk about who he wants to fight next. I think he might want to fight Bryce Mitchell. I think it's about that time. Why not? He's been waiting for that fight. We've been waiting for that fight. We're going to bring up the past history between Bryce Mitchell and Dan Ige and see what he thinks about that. But with other news... Bellator this Friday, Nemkov Yoel Romero. That's right, Nemkov Yoel Romero. Also, Pitbull against Pettis. Woo! Little Pettis looking to keep that belt and take down Pitbull yet again. 
Guys, that's not it. We have another UFC Vegas card coming up this Saturday. Marvin Vittori, main event against Jared Cannonier. Christian Duncan, the Brit, he's back. Can't wait to talk about this guy with Damon, and I can't wait to catch up with Dan, man. All this and more on Hit the Bell with me, Matias Perbell. The best bets are coming up. UFC Vegas 75, Bell Tour, and more. Let's get it. This is Hit the Bell. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Fight Fans? Welcome back to Hit the Bell with me, Matias Perbell. I told you guys we had a very special guest lined up for you guys today, and he is here. Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com joins us today. You can follow Damon on Twitter, at Damon Martin. He is also the owner and editor at NerdCoreMovement.com, the coolest webpage known to man. He keeps our imagination and our creativity roaming like we were still kids. What's up, Damon? Welcome to Hit the Bell. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nah, no problem, man. You know, before we get to the, all that fun stuff, Spider-Man, the new Alien movie, all that badass stuff, we got to get the UFC 289. We got to talk about what happened at this past weekend's card. Amanda Nunes is still the GOAT. Charles Oliveira gets another finish, first-round finish, against a guy that everybody thought he was going to beat. You know, Benil Dariush, the favorite going into this fight. What did you think of UFC 289? What stood out to you? You know, overall, it was a pretty impressive card for what was, you know, ultimately kind of a low-key event. Wasn't the biggest event, didn't have a massive, you know, massive title fight at the top. You know, Amanda Nunes was a heavy, heavy favorite to win, and she did exactly what most expected her to do. But it was cool to be back in Canada. I've been lucky enough to attend a lot of events in Canada, and it was a really strong crowd. A lot of the local fighters, of course, all the Canadians went undefeated, which was cool. So, you know, it was a pretty decent night of fights. You know, again, when you have a, a card without quite the same magnitude, you know, it doesn't feel as big. But I thought it, I thought it ended up being a pretty solid card overall. Oh, super fun card, Damon. And Canadian MMA is back on the map. They go 6-0. and it crazy. Just Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, an underdog going into this fight. Kyle Nelson, a big underdog going into this fight. They get it done and they make it look easy. Who could have expected that? Yeah, I mean, that was really cool. I mean, listen, when you do, when you go to a country and the UFC hasn't been there in, in almost four years, to go back there and have all the Canadians win, I mean, you couldn't have written it any better. You know, Canadian MMA, you know, for a while was, was really producing a lot of top talent. We all think about George St. Pierre, we think about Rory McDonald. 
And in recent years, Canadian MMA has just kind of taken a dip. It hasn't really been producing as many high-level fighters, any champions. So it was really fun to go out there and see the Canadian fighters, you know, really, you know, kind of rule the card outside of the main and co-main event. Uh, you know, Mike Malott seems like he's a star in the making. He's got a lot of hype behind him. Uh, so, yeah, it was just cool to see that. And, and that obviously brings the crowd, you know, even bigger when uh, when their local people are winning. Yeah, look at look look at Mike Malott, man. Like you said, uh, gets the job done, finishes the fight in the second round via submission. Another finish from Mike Malott. And how about the post-fight speech talking about nationalism, talking about how it's like to fight for uh, you know to represent his country and win on the biggest stage representing his country. That's what it's all about, man. I got goosebumps uh, listening to that right there. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I said, Mike Malott seems like he's a, he's a star in the making, especially with the UFC. It looks like they're going to be going back to Canada more regularly now, and it seems like he could be a guy to build around. So, yeah, great opportunity for him, and he, and he really got a chance to shine under the spotlight on Saturday. Uh, going back to the top with Amanda Nunes, she retires as a double champ. Uh, Pena is in the, in the crowd, you know, saying who knows what while she's giving her retirement speech. Obviously, the the division is up for grabs. What do you think happens to that division? Who do you think possibly becomes the next champion of that division now that Amanda Nunes is gone? Well, I tell you what, it's not looking pretty. I'll tell you that. I mean, Amanda Nunes was so dominant that it's hard to really imagine anyone else holding that title. And it's really going to be hard for anybody else to truly establish themselves as a champion because, you know, she's beaten everybody in that division. You know, she's beaten everybody who's ever held a title at 135 pounds. And she's also, you know, holds wins over every single fighter in the current top five. So whoever ends up getting that title is going to have to work awfully hard to get out of that shadow of Amanda Nunes. I think the natural matchup that everyone imagines is going to be made is Juliana Pena against Raquel Pennington. They seem like they're in, you know, kind of that number one contender's position, but you know, neither one of them have really, you know, I mean, yes, to to her credit, Juliana Pena did pull off a massive upset. She beat Amanda Nunes and got the title very briefly. Of course, Amanda got it back one fight later and beat her very thoroughly in the rematch. But she does have that to hold up, you know, as a crown. The only downside is, you know, Juliana is three and three in her last six fights, and she doesn't hold a single win over anybody uh, on the current UFC roster, uh, which doesn't speak well when you're trying to build up a fight. Uh, yeah, I, I say that meaning, you know, she has a win over Amanda, but Amanda's retired. Like, on the active roster, she doesn't have a win over anybody currently on the active UFC roster. So uh, that's an issue. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's going to be the fight. I think that's going to be the one that gets made. But whoever wins, you know, they're going to have to work really hard to kind of move out of the shadow of Amanda Nunes. I think she's going to loom large over that division for quite a while. I think it's going to be a little different. Then even Khabib Nuragomedov, when he retired, as, as prolific as he was, um, you know, the lightweight division was able to move on rather quickly. I think it's going to take a little longer for uh, for the women's bantamweight division to do the same. I'm surprised you didn't mention Irene Aldana. Even though she did lose, she did just fight for that title shot, but she didn't show up. The, the lights got a little too bright. I still think that Amanda Nunes hits harder than any other woman in that division, and that's why, you know, the game plan didn't go as planned. I think when you get hit in the face, you know, by Amanda Nunes, that game plan kind of goes out the window. Look what Misha Tate said when she lost to Amanda Nunes. She got her nose broken, and the first thing she said was, I've never felt power like that in my life. It's a little different. You know, uh, that's why I think Irene Aldana didn't perform <laughs> the way she wanted to perform. You know, it's a little different when you when you fight the GOAT and you get hit by some power that you've never felt before. Where does Aldana, you know, fall in the mix? 
I think that she's still in the mix, Damon. I think that she's one win away if she is to get back in there anytime soon after this fight and pretty much fight for a title again. I think she could beat Pena, and I think she could beat Pennington. You know who I actually don't think she can beat, and I think the girl who's going to come out from the dark? I think it's Tatiana Suarez. You know, I, I think, listen, Tatiana, from everything I understand, Tatiana's going to head back to strawweight now. She's going to be fine in strawweight. She's not really interested in fighting at higher weight classes. We'll see how that plays out. I tell you a name, though, you should keep an eye on, and I know that uh, speaking to her manager, she is interested in potentially going up and fighting at 135 is Aaron Blanchfield, who I think is the, uh, you know, kind of the uncrowned queen, so to speak, at 125 pounds. I mean, after the thorough beating she put on Jessica Andrade a few months ago, and she is, you know, seemingly the number one contender. The only downside is with Alexa Grasso beating Valentina Shevchenko, they're going to do a rematch. Obviously, Valentina deserves that. Um, so that kind of leaves Aaron Blanchfield sitting in a little bit of no man's land. And I know she said, you know, from my understanding, if she's willing to go to 135, maybe you do Juliana Pena and uh, and Aaron Blanchfield, and you try to crown a new champion that way. Because I think Aaron Blanchfield would be a favorite over anybody right now at 135, in my opinion. I'm super high on Aaron Blanchfield. And then maybe you do Raquel Pennington and Irene Aldana too, or maybe you do you know Pena and Aldana. So there's options out there. Of course, in a few weeks we have Holly Holm taking on Myra Bueno Silva, so maybe the winner of that gets Irene Aldana. I know Holly Holm already has kind of a lopsided win over Irene, so I don't know how much interest there would be in that. So we got to let some things play out. But I think injecting Aaron Blanchfield into the conversation is really interesting because then you get some potentially fresh new matchups. Wow, it's crazy to talk about this division with so many contenders. Usually it's just Amanda Nunes, but man, you just started throwing names left and right, and you're right. Blanchfield is the real deal. Great wrestler, great striker, no fear, high fight IQ. Crazy that you said that name because, in my opinion, when I think about their size, how 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 <laughs> how is she going up and Tatiana Suarez not going up? I always see it, Tatiana Suarez as this big grappler who's very, very powerful. Man, I, I think that she's the real deal. Uh, that's fun stuff, though, Damon. I got to say, that got me excited. This is some conversation that we haven't had about the bantamweight division in quite some time, Damon. So this is some fun stuff. Charles Oliveira. He gets to fight Islam Makachev next. Well, according to Dana White, according to the you know to the head, you know he deserves it. I think he deserves it. He finishes Benil Dariush in the first round. What did you think of that fight? Did you have Benil winning that fight? Because I did, and I can't believe I had Benil winning that fight, Damon. <laughs> yeah, I had Benil winning as well, but it's not it has nothing to do with Charles Oliveira. I was just super high on Benil Dariush. You know, he started good. I mean, he had a you know he had a good opening round. And then he got caught with that head kick, and then it just, you know, kind of spiraled downward for him from there. Uh, credit to Charles Oliveira for once again, you know, proving himself to be one of the best guys in the world. Um, it was an incredible performance over, you know, a guy who was deservedly a number one contender. I mean, let's be honest. If Benil Dariush had just gotten the title shot and been fighting Islam Makhachev right now, I don't think anyone would have complained. I mean, the guy has just been on a eight-fight win streak, took on everyone they threw at him, um, and he just kind of got passed over. And so, you know, that's a huge, impressive win for, for Charles. And I know Dana, you know, Dana White has said he's probably next. That's the fight that makes sense. But I, I caution everybody to, you know, slow down on booking that fight or slow down on booking tickets to watch Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev in October because July 29th, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje are going at it in a war in a, in a rematch for the BMF title in the headliner of UFC 291. And I'm telling you, you know, we are all prisoners of the moment. Dana White is a prisoner of the moment like all of us. If Dustin Poirier goes out there and beats Justin Gaethje for a second time, or 
you know, Justin Gaethje pulls off the upset and, and beats Dustin Poirier in the rematch, and it's a great fight, which I think we all expect it will be. Uh, the winner of that, as long as they're not injured, I could absolutely see them jumping in line and getting Islam Makhachev in October. I know Islam has said he wants new blood. He wants new opponents. He's not really interested in a rematch. Let's be honest. He did kind of run through Charles Oliveira nine months ago. That was last October. It's not like it was two years ago. It's not like it was three or four fights ago. It was nine months ago. So um, don't be surprised whatsoever if Gaethje or Poirier jump the line and get that title shot over uh, Charles Oliveira, especially if they put on the kind of fight we expect them to put on on July 29th. We are talking to Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com. You could follow Damon on Twitter at Damon Martin. Damon, last question for you. Revolving UFC 289, we can't forget about the flyweights like people usually do. Steve Ursag goes up to, a, you know, on some books, plus 250 underdog against Dvorak. And he goes in there and beats him. Takes the spot. First UFC fight. Steve Ersig is now ranked number 13 in the flyweight division. Where does he land in the mix? Because, Damon, when I look at the flyweights, I think he jumps in there. And to tell you the truth, I think he's a top eight guy. I know that number is not next to his name right now. But at the same time, I see him better than Matt Schnell. I see him better than Tim Elliott. I see him better than Alex Perez and Nicolau. I kind of see him in that top six, top seven range after the performance he put on this past week, Damon. He's the full package. Yeah, super impressive to do that on, on short notice and, and stepping in there against the top 15 guy like David Dvorak. That's super impressive. Um, I think it just speaks to the depth at flyweight now. You know, it's kind of crazy to think a few years ago, the UFC was considering just getting rid of the entire division. I think at one point there weren't even enough fighters in the division to give a top 15. That's how much the division had been gutted by releases and all those kind of things. Uh, and, and they couldn't even do 15 fighters in the top 15. And now to see where it's at with, you know, Brandon Moreno is champion, and, and you got guys like Amir Albazi out there, and, and obviously young guns like, uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Makayev, and, and a guy I'm super high on, Manel Kopp. Uh, it's great. It's a great division. I think he's a great addition to that division. And again, I think it just speaks to the parity at 125. I think we have that in a lot. I think we have that advanced weight. I think we have that at lightweight, two of the deepest divisions in the sport, and it's fun to see flyweight finally get a little bit of that as well because, uh, again, you know, the division almost went away a couple of years ago, and so now we actually have young guns like that and Muhammad Makayev coming in who are getting a lot of hype, um, and they're working their way up. So I agree. I think it's fun. It's a great addition, and uh, I look forward to seeing whatever he does next. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Fight Fans? Welcome back to Hit the Bell with me, Matias Bell. We are talking to Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com. You can follow Damon on Twitter at Damon Martin. Damon is also the owner and editor at NerdCoreMovement.com. If you like movies, if you like Spider-Man, if you like superheroes, if you like aliens, go check it out. Badass website, NerdCoreMovement.com. We move to UFC Vegas coming up this weekend. Marvin Vittori in the main event against Jared Cannonier. Kind of a weird fight, a fun fight, but I only say it's weird because I didn't like the way Marvin Vittori performed in his last fight against Roman Dolice. I actually thought he lost the fight, but they gave him the decision. Uh, no takedowns in that fight for Vittori. Very rare to see him not go for a takedown. And Jared Cannonier gets a split decision victory in his previous fight against Sean Strickland. A lot of people thought he lost that fight, but another fight that was also kind of weird. Kind of a sparring match. You know, no- Nothing too exciting. These guys get to fight. It's a big fight because they have big names. There's a big number around both of their names. What happens in this fight? Who shows up? I think that's really the question here. I mean, I think this is, I won't say it's not do or die for these guys. Neither guy is going to get released with a loss. When I say do or die, I think it really comes down to their relevancy in the middleweight division. I mean, both guys have fought for the title. Neither guy looked particularly impressive in there against Israel Adesanya. Um, so I think it's going to take a lot for either one of them to get back there. I mean, Marvin's lost to, to Adesanya twice. Cannoneer's fight with Adesanya was, I mean, let's be honest, it was a bad fight. It wasn't a good fight. It was a, you know, it, it, no one's going to call home and be like, man, you got to watch that Cannoneer-Adesanya fight. Uh, so this is kind of a proving point for these guys. As you mentioned, you know, Marvin, you know, he had, I mean, he won against Delize, but again, like you said that, and I kind of forgot that fight happened. And you mentioned Cannoneer with the Sean Strickland fight. Same kind of thing. I kind of forgot that fight happened. You gotta, if you want to make an impression, you gotta, you gotta go out there and have a performance that's going to be memorable. And I don't really have that with those two guys. So I think they need to go out here and kind of let you know, throw caution to the wind a little bit. You know, I favor Marvin Vittori because I think he is overall a more talented fighter, and I think he is just a better fighter. I think he is kind of like that step below. You know, Adesanya and Whitaker. I, 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 you know, obviously he's lost to Whitaker. He's lost to Adesanya. I think they are the cream of the crop at 185, but I think he's kind of like right below them. So I still put him a little bit above Jared Cannonier. But I think whoever wins this fight, it's got to be, it's got to be an enjoyable fight. It can't be a five round snooze fest. It can't be a 49 46 decision where when it's over, we're all just ready to move on and start talking about Josh Emmett and Ilya Tuporia who fight the following week. They got to do something in there to make an impression because, being honest, neither one of them did recently. I think you nailed it on the head, Damon. Yeah, weird, weird fight for both of them in their previous fight. I wonder who shows up. You know, do we get the big pounding? You know, big, big punch, Jared Cannonier. Do we get the 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 guy who suffocates you in deep water, Marvin Vittori, who who always seems comfortable. 
you know, unless he's fighting Israel Adesanya, I guess you can say. I, I wonder what's going to happen. I'm really looking to, uh, forward to watching Christian Duncan, the Brit, fight against Armin Petrosian. Guys, if you guys who, if you guys don't know who Christian Duncan is, man, this guy is special. I, I The last time I saw him fight, great switch stance, great grappler, very elusive fighter. Seems like this guy could be the next, you know, big name in British MMA. What do you think of this fight? Who uh, Do you like Christian Duncan? I do. I, I like him, but I always, I'm always a little cautious. You know, I, I, I've had a, I've had kind of a love hate relationship with guys coming over from Cage Warriors and promotions like that. You know, it's been a little while since we've seen one of those guys uh, really come over and kind of tear things up. I think British MMA is incredible. I mean, obviously, welterweight champ Leon Edwards can't get much better than that. He's awesome, um, and obviously, there's a lot of the great British fighters, but. I think, you know, I always, when a guy comes out and has a lot of hype behind him, I think you need more time. You know, I think of a guy like Ian Gary, who just booked a great fight against Jeff Neal uh, at UFC 292 in Boston. Like, that's a phenomenal matchup. And I'm super high on Ian Gary. I'm also super high on Jeff Neal. But I think, you know, Ian Gary, like, he had to prove himself. He had a lot of hype behind him. And I think there were still questions. He goes out there and beats Daniel Rodriguez, and it answers a lot of those questions. I think the same thing here for... Christian Duncan, Armin Petrosian is a solid fighter. I think this is a good next step for him, but I think we got to slow down. I think he's got three or four fights before we can really know who he's going to be in the UFC. Uh, because again, that that hype train is, is is incredible, and when you have a great fan base behind you like you have in the UK, that's awesome. Uh, but you got to prove yourself in the cage, and you know, one fight in, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to buy him yet. Uh, but this is a good test. Armin Petrosian, super tough, comes from that striking background. Should be a really interesting match, and uh, and we'll see how he does. We are talking to Damon Martin from MMAFighting.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Damon Martin. He is also the owner and editor at NerdCoreMovement.com, Superhero Fan Page, Alien Fan Page. Guys, go check it out. It's some badass stuff. It's not that many times that the UFC takes a backseat to Bellator. And I, ta- and I don't say that lightly, but I think this time, this weekend... It kind of is. Even though Bellator's on Friday and UFC's on Saturday, Bellator 297. Pretty badass card, Damon. I got to say, Nemkov versus Yal Romero. Pettis against Pitbull. Corey Anderson against Phil Davis. Pretty big card, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, this is the best card of the weekend, if we're being honest. I mean, this is an incredible card. You know, Sergio Pettis looked great at Bantamweight coming out there winning the Bellator title, of course. Had the unfortunate knee injury that knocked him out for a year, but coming back and fighting the Bellator Goat and Patricio Pitbull, that's a tremendous fight. Uh, Nimkov and Yoel Romero is a fight that I don't think anyone saw coming, but boy, what a fun one that's going to be. I mean, Yoel Romero's hit and miss, let's be honest. There are times he comes out there and looks like a world beater and looks like he's the best middleweight in the world, and there are other times where he comes out there and he just kind of like, you know, goes through the motions for five rounds. But Nimkov is an all-action fighter. That dude's an incredible striker. We saw what he did to Corey Anderson. In his last one, and you could argue, you know, Vadim Nimkov is, you know, top three in the world at light heavyweight. I don't think anyone would really argue about that. I mean, you could put him right there alongside Yuri Prohoshka and, and Jamal Hill and guys like that. So this is a tremendous card. This really is the best card of the weekend, if we're being honest. I don't know how much attention it's going to get from the casual fan base. I hope a lot, though, because this is a really, really solid card. Uh, you know, Phil Davis and Corey Anderson, eh, I'm not sure how that one's going to go, but. The two top fights at the top, man, I cannot wait for those fights. I think they're both tremendous fights. And, uh, yeah, this one does have a big fight feel to it. When I see Nemkov as a champion, it, it always kind of makes me grudge a little bit. You know why? Because I still remember when Corey Anderson was about to beat him and they had that accidental 
thing that happened, and then he doesn't become champion. Corey Anderson still doesn't become champion. Nemkov, you know, gets a rematch. He wins the rematch, and now he's still champion. He was inches away from losing that belt, and he really was going to lose that belt because Corey Anderson was a better fighter the first time they fought. So it's crazy that like, that Nemkov is still the champion, and Corey's not, man. It, you know, nothing could go Corey's way, it seems like, Damon. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, Corey was, was cruising. He was dominating in that fight, and he had the clash of heads. Understandable. It couldn't continue. I get it. Um, you know, I, I personally... Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't know. Like I said, the call between no, you know, no contest disqualification or, or you know, going to the scorecards. I don't know. Like I said, Corey was seemed like he was on his way to winning, so it's kind of unfortunate that it happened that way. But you know, credit to Nimkov coming back. I mean, he put on a shutout performance in the rematch. I mean, he stopped every takedown that Corey threw at him, beat him up on the feet. Um, you know, talk about making adjustments. I mean, that's a huge adjustment to make. From you know, he was getting taken down and kind of pounded on in that in that first fight to adjust and, and you know come back and, and do that the second time around says a lot about who Vadim Nimkov is and it was super impressive and yeah you know you do kind of you, you have to have your heart break a little bit for Corey Anderson you know he kind of had the same thing happen to him in the UFC it looked like he was you know the number one contender it looked like he was on his way to maybe getting a title shot and then they throw him in there with that rematch against Jan Blahovich, a guy he had already beaten pretty thoroughly the first time around and then Jan, you know, knocks him out, and, and, you know, then he leaves and goes to Bellator. Has a great start there. Looks super impressive. Takes out Ryan Bader. You know, looks great in that first fight with Vadim, and then, you know, disaster strikes again. So you kind of feel like uh, Corey Anderson is not the guy you want buying your lottery tickets. Damon Martin, that's why you are the MMA savant, man. You pretty much just broke down Corey Anderson's career and gave everybody the shortcut to where we are at now. I love it. I love it. All right. We get to the fun stuff now, guys. Nerdcoremovement.com. Yesterday, I tagged Damon in an awesome post on my Twitter at HipperBell that said, Fetty Alvarez's Alien will get a theatrical release August 16th, 2024. The Alien movie is back in action. We get some more aliens in the future, Damon. What do you think about this, man? I know this is fun stuff for you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm a huge fan of the Alien franchise. I think Alien and Aliens are, are quite possibly you know, the two you know, best back-to-back you know, original and sequel, maybe in film history, alongside maybe like Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I love those two films. The other ones in the series, not so much, but those first two films were incredible. And I like Fetty Alvarez a lot. His Evil Dead remake from 2013 was incredible. Uh, such a tremendous film. I recently... Rewatched that and did a review on my horror movie podcast called Rewind of the Living Dead. Uh, we did a full episode on Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead, and it's such a tremendous movie. So I have a lot of high hopes. He's a horror guy, which I think Alien has, Alien and Aliens were both incredible because they really did lean into the horror element. Uh, and I think that is what I hope this film is going to be. So uh, I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad he's getting a shot at it. And more than anything, I'm glad it's going in the theater because there is nothing like seeing a movie in a movie theater don't get me wrong i like watching movies at home but nothing quite like sitting in that theater and watching a big screen experience uh you and me the same brother i honestly i I, I would say the same thing people still ask me why do you like going to the movies including my wife she loves to watch them at home take a little pause break go to the bathroom get some chips sit back on the couch have a little pause break it drives me crazy that's why i like going to the movies i I don't have no pause i don't got to go to the bathroom you know what i mean i'm doing me the movies the whole time man you know we're living in this world where people don't like going to the movies because they can't sit still for two hours and it makes me go crazy it's like what do you mean you can't sit down and focus on a movie for two 
two and a half hours. You know, this is where we are right now in the theatrical world, Damon. But we could get more into that in our next interview, man. We could talk movies for days. I want to thank you for coming on Hit the Bell. Guys, don't forget, you can catch Damon at MMAfighting.com, on Twitter, at Damon Martin. Thanks a lot for coming on Hit the Bell, Damon. Anytime, man. Appreciate you having me. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, fight fans? Welcome back to Hit the Bell with me, Matthias Burbell, your host. Man, I told you guys I had a great, great guest lined up for you guys today, and it's no other than number 13 ranked UFC featherweight coming off a victory, Dan Dynamite Ige. What's up, Dan? Aloha, brother. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Matthias. Uh, man, it's been it's good to hear from you. It's been a while since we actually like spoke in an interview format, so I'm just pumped and happy to be back on the show. I think it's been what since the the Danny Henry fight we were saying and yeah that's been a while dude 20 I don't even know what year that was <laughs> I, think, I think I think it was 2019 man and you're right it, it's been some time uh, an old friend of the Hit the Bell show, and I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to have you back. We we talked about you climbing the ranks back in the day. Started from the bottom from the Contender Series, worked your way up. You even had a loss in the UFC after the Contender Series. Nothing has came easy for you, my friend. And you've literally worked your way from the bottom. You've gone through hell and back. A three fight losing streak that didn't stop you. You've won two fights in a row. You finished Damon Jackson, and now you pretty much almost finished Nate Landwehr. If it wasn't for the bell, people don't forget. I didn't certainly forget. I'm sure you didn't forget either. <laughs> no, dude, that dude was tough as nails. And yeah, I had him. I had him hurt plenty of times in that fight. But you know, you got to give him credit too. Like that dude, uh, he's got the will of a champion. He's got the heart to just continue the fight. But I think I just showed I was on another level. You were on another level. You you use your tools to perfection. Uh, you know, I could tell that you wanted to get in there more and try to finish him and, and you know, show that old school Dan Ige, you know, 50K Ige, but that wasn't it. You, you, you stuck to the game plan, and then you you fought a near-perfect fight. How hard was it for you to just kind of chill back and, and not go forward for the kill, but just make sure you win the fight and bring the danger when the, de- when the danger comes for you? Yeah, that's something I've worked. Thank you for that. I've I've worked on that a lot. At, at just staying disciplined, you know, staying disciplined in my training and my routines, 
staying disciplined in my life and then of course staying disciplined and composed in the fight um you know there's a time and a place where you just got to throw everything out the window and just fight because you know like for for him example uh he he had nothing like there was no way for him to win that fight so he had to just throw everything out the window and make it into a fight in round three and yeah part of me like wanted to just sit there in the middle and like slug it out with him but at the same time like i have a family to feed i gotta I'm trying to put wins on the board and I had to just be smart and stay composed in that, you know, during that storm. I remember there was like two seconds where like we got in an exchange and I was like, screw this. I just threw my hands down and like threw a couple hard ones. And I heard my coaches yelling. I was like, all right, you guys are right. I should probably listen and uh, just get back to, you know, get back to the movement and the stick and just being smart. But overall, um, yeah, I think that's just came, that that's just come with experience and, you know, my poise in the game, and I'm just getting better. Man, you almost had two near knockouts in that fight. And, and for fight fans that get excited when, when a knockdown happens, a lot of people think the fight's going to be over. The fight was nearly stopped twice. Did you think that it should have been stopped the second time? Because to me, it looked like Nate was gone and out, man. He looked like he was on Pluto. And, and when you look back to the fight, he actually was on Pluto. I was right about that. Yeah, I mean, had it gotten stopped, I don't think people would have argued. But, you know, there's always going to be someone out there like my, myself is like, dude, I, I it's could have, should have, would have, right? I like I would have loved to land one more shot and just make it decisive. But, yeah, dude, he was he was wobbling back to the corner. Like for the first 10 seconds, my coach was in the middle of the ring pointing at him, telling me to look at him. And I had no stool to sit on. I was like, get over here, Eric. We got another <laughs> round to fight. Um, but, uh yeah, that, I mean, his recovery is just outstanding. He must have been in great shape. And, like, I fought the best version of him, too. So uh, I think it's good, though, because sometimes, like, you go, had I gone in there and just knocked him out, you know, people always, like, say I haven't been tested or that. But, like, I really got to test my, like, come back and fight, like, a discipline three rounds, which I don't think I've ever really got gotten a show. I've had three-round fights, but I've had fights where I, like, you know, I, maybe I lose the second round or lose the first round or come back. And, but like, this was like just a solid three rounds. I went out there and fought, fought smart. And I had exciting moments. I, I'm, I'm happy that you actually brought up your, your second round. Um, I guess you can say low energy round sometimes where you kind of let go in the second round. You, you always have a great start. And then like you said, in post fight victory speeches, you know, you guys know that my second round isn't always the greatest, but you know, I'm always going to come back in the third and finish the fight. That's what people know you for finish. You start the fight strong and you finish the fight strong. That's what true fighters are. And like you said, man, you went all three rounds this time. And I took notice of that, Dan. And that was special. That just shows me more growth from you, man. Like you said, more discipline, more power, more confidence you're really coming into your own right now did you feel any different in fight week than you know what you usually feel like i know that you showed up in that vancouver grizzlies basketball jersey man and i loved that and i know that the whole entire twitter world and the and the mma world loved it as well bryant reeves yeah yeah uh, that was a and that that photo they got coming off the bus is just an iconic photo that thing will live forever that memory and um but yeah, I felt really good. That's something I've just been practicing on. And the whole fight week, I just felt loose and relaxed and composed. And like, I, I had trust in the work that I put in, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had to do more or put on this like facade of like being so serious and angry all the time. I, I had fun. I literally had fun till the second I got into the cage. Like I, I kept it very light to like, they, they had like one of the cutting guys that was greasing me and like, 
he, uh, this other guy walked out to check me. He was like seven foot five. I was like, dude, you're huge. Like I was just, I was joking with him. And, um, I think that just shows like that, that, that comes with like practice and just like confidence in who I am. I'm not trying to be anyone else out there. And, and at the end of the day, that helps me be my best when I'm in there, you know, helps me be in the moment. And, that's all that's all this whole sport is is coming down and being in the moment for fifteen minutes and giving your best effort. We are talking to Dan Dynamite Ige, the number thirteen ranked UFC featherweight in the world right now. You could catch Dan on Instagram and Twitter at DynamiteDan808. And if you want to shop for his merch, you could do that too at shop50kige.com. Again, that's shop50kige.com. Right back with Dan right now, Dynamite Dan. We're talking Bryant Reeves. We're talking that Vancouver uh, Grizzlies basketball jersey, that iconic moment, that photo coming off of the bus, that great fight week that you had, but we got to talk about what's going to come up next, because after you get two victories in a row in the UFC, the future only looks brighter, and you just keep climbing up that ladder. You know, you're not going down the ladder anymore, and you know that that sucks. Now that you're climbing that ladder again like you have before, you know, your name only gets brighter to a lot of the people that are up on the top, and when I see some names on top, I see a guy that I know you've had some beef with in the past, you guys settled it, but then again, you guys have never fought, and I still think you guys need to fight and I think you know who the name is, Dan. That's Bryce Mitchell. I've been waiting for this fight, and I think it's time, man. I think it's time to settle this dust. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, that's a, that's a great fight. And I, I'm looking at that fight, you know, just as a competitor and me wanting to climb and continue to test myself. But it's like you look at that fight, you don't even need to sell that fight. You put myself and Bryce, like, the fight is sold. You know, you could have one fight, the fight is sold. And, um I think that's going to be an amazing fight for the fans. It's going to be an amazing fight for me. And this is my time, man. I'm taking back what's mine. I'm just reclimbing the throne. And um, it's, a, it's a rough world out there. But, you know, you gotta, you got to put in the work and you got to push through those barriers. And I just think it's, uh, it's time. I fought the best of the best. And um, maybe, uh, you know, I've fallen short, but it it only made me better and uh it made me into who i am today and i just think i am my my best self and i'm going to continue to get better and better so yeah they need to make that fight yeah they need to make that fight dan previously you were talking about you talking to your coach and you and you seeing you know one of your stool guys and it being so tall seven foot something and you know that's that's when you're calm cool and collected and and you're really not thinking so much, but just reacting. And it kind of reminded me of Joe Montana when he won the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers when he was in the huddle. And he tells his teammates in the huddle, you know, instead of the play and everybody's freaking out, he tells them, hey, man, look, that's John Candy in the back. Look at that guy right there. That's John Candy sitting on the sidelines, man. <laughs> you, you just had that Joe Montana moment. And then you know what? He threw that iconic pass, that touchdown pass that nobody thought he could make, you know, in that moment of the game. And he did. And, and that's what true champions do, Dan. That's, that, that's when you've really reached, you know, the top of your game. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for um, recognizing that. But, yeah, that's all, you know, it having that gives me freedom to go out there and just, you know, not put any pressure on how the fight's going to go, the, you know, the, the, the outcome, the wins, the losses, because I can't control that. Even if I have my absolute best training camp ever, like I could still lose. I I've experienced that. And, um, but the less, the less I, you know, I take off from, I guess the pressure of the outcome, 
because I'll still think about it, of course. Like, of course I want to win, but the less pressure I have on myself is, like, that's out of my control, and all I can control is, you know, me showing up and my mind state. Um, I think that's that's where you see that, you know, those big growth and, you know, the improvements there. But thanks, man. Uh, it's just something I've been working on a lot. I know that you're about to take off for the islands of Hawaii, you know, the beautiful, beautiful islands of Hawaii. I think you're going back home to Oahu. How excited are you for this trip? Uh, tell me about it, man. It, it gives me chicken skin right now thinking that you're going back because I, I, I miss Hawaii right now thinking about it, brother. Yeah, uh, honestly, I just, my 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 whole family deserves it. Like my wife, she puts in so much, like she sacrifices a ton, you know, being like a, stay-at-home mom and sacrificing her job and her career just to take care of Bam and, like, make sure I'm doing okay in my training. And it's just time, you know, go back home, you know, where I'm rooted and, and just kind of get that mana again and just, you know, refresh the soul and, and give back time to my wife and my son and, and be in the moment with them, be present. And and once we do that and get back home, it's just right back on the horse and we'll see what happens next. But, yeah, that's all I'm thinking about now. You know, for the fans right now, Dan, how about you tell them exactly how Hawaii made you the man and fighter that you are today? Because I know that Hawaii has a huge impact on the people that end up leaving the island because, the, the, the you know, the perception is if you leave the Ney, you're most likely going to come back because a lot of people don't like the, you know, the mainland. They like to say, you know, it's not meant for everybody. But you left and you made your career in Vegas, found Extreme Couture, and now you're now one of the best fighters in the world. So like the roots are there. My whole entire MMA roots are there, but I just, I went to Iowa, I went to college, wrestled, came back to Hawaii, started my, my amateur career. And it's just, I knew there was a point in my career where I needed to sacrifice, you know, the place I love for, you know, for my career, for my, for my family, not saying that it wasn't possible to do it there because there are guys like, you know, like a Mac Holloway against the Medeiros. There's guys that, that have made it from Hawaii, BJ Penn. And I just, I felt I had to sacrifice the place I love to to go out and just, you know, seek different coaches, seek, you know, seek professional help. And I also had a strong island connection here here in Vegas because, you know, I mean, they call it the ninth island for a reason. But, you know, I had Brad Tavares who was, you know, open his, his couch for me and just, you know, pure definition of aloha. You know, that, that guy's always looking out for all the Hawaiian up, up and coming kids. And um, he was a guy that was there for me. But yeah, man, it's just uh, these guys paved the way. And, you know, I'm trying to do the same for, for, for the future generation. You know, I want to show that, you know, it's possible for a kid that just has a dream to just pursue it. And uh, there's so much talent back home and that it's, uh, kids just got to go after it, but it's tough. It's tough. Just the way to, the way of life there, the, the cost of living. And if you're not like, if you just don't have that, you know, that, uh, I guess financial help, it's, it's difficult. Cause you gotta, you gotta work, you gotta work. I mean, over there, it's just typical. You work construction cause it's like, it's good pay, but working construction is physical labor. And then you're doing physical labor and training and sacrificing a lot just to make it. And, um, yeah, that's that's the way, and uh, I don't know. For me, I had to, I had to, I had to go just to you know be able to come back and enjoy it one day. 
Everybody has their own path, brother. At the end of the day, you know, everybody has their own path, their own independent self. They have to do what they have to do. And everybody's journey is different, man. And your journey was the way that it had to go right now. And look, now you have a beautiful son. You have a beautiful wife. You've been able to create a beautiful family and you're thriving in your career right now. Life is good, man. I don't just think about this for myself anymore. I look at the future generations. I look at my son. I look at my, my kids' kids. And and I, I want to just I want to build a foundation. And it starts by leading by example. So I'm, I'm just doing it, man. And I'm living my life and I'm living my dream. Ah, that's good stuff, man. And I got some Hawaii questions for you right now because you're going back. We got to get to some food. I know that you probably miss the good local Hawaiian food. What are you most looking for, man? Some chicken katsu, some poke, some loco moco. What you feeling? What does Danny get eat when he gets to Hawaii? Uh, on, I mean, first, yeah, first stop, I always go and get some poke. Like literally on my way home from the airport, I'll stop at like Tamara's or something or wherever and just get some good fish. But that's on. That's where I look forward to the most. It's just the fresh fish. I have a lot of, you know, friends that are fishermen on the North Shore, and we'll get sashimi straight off the boat. It's ahi season right now, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I'll just be getting all the good fish that I can because in the desert we don't really got that. I mean, we'll, we get it. It's it's like next day fresh, but it's not swimming two hours ago fresh. So. Um, that's yeah that's what i'm looking forward to what's your favorite beach man you go you go north shore all the time maybe west side best side or or are you a west side best side guy or are you a kuhuku side north shore all the time no i like to stay down by like mokes and like yeah just hollywood side we'll go up to sunset i won't give away my secret my secret spots but um i still got some beaches that (laughs) you know nobody's on so that's where i'll be I tried. I, I, I tried, guys. I tried to get the secret beach out of him. It didn't work. I had nope. to give it a shot. No, hey, that was a test, and you passed the test. And all the local brothers yeah. that are listening to this right now, Dan, are probably saying, that's right, Dan. You don't give any secrets away, brother. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, there yep. you guys have it, everyone, folks. Everyone go to Y and I. Yeah, everybody go to the west side. Go over to Miley. Go hang out over there with my boy Warren Spencer yeah, my, and, and Max Holloway yeah. and Yancey Madera. So over there on the west side, Makaha side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go hit Miley Boat Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you guys have it, uh, folks. Dan Dynamite Ige. Hey, Dan, I got to thank you again for joining Hit the Bell. It's always a pleasure having you on, man, and I can't wait to have you on again. Right on, Matthias. It was good uh, hearing your voice and talking to you again. So we'll catch up soon. Yes, sir. Again, guys, that's Dan Dynamite Ige. You can follow Dan on Twitter and on Instagram at DynamiteDan808. And if you want to buy his merch, his badass Hawaiian merch, Las Vegas merch, you go at shop50kige.com. It's only available to Friday, so get it now. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on sale, and I'm cutting it. The shirt will be gone forever, so you got to get it now. Shop50kige.com. Let's get it. All right. You're listening to Hit the Bell with Matthias Burbell on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode two, man, that was fun today. We talked to Dan Dynamite Ige. We talked to Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com. The show flew by, but now it is time for our UFC Vegas best bets. I told you guys I was going to give it to y'all, so here it is. Marvin Vittori. I got Marvin Vittori money line at minus 115. We're rolling with the big dog, the Italian big dog, to take down Jared Cannonier this Saturday at UFC Vegas. I also like Rayoni Barcelos at minus 230 for some parlay material. Over two and a half rounds in that fight. I like Salikov and Dalby to go over two and a half rounds as well. And their fight to go to a decision. The dogs are barking, guys. The dogs are barking. And I like Lucas Almeida as a plus 160 underdog against Sabatini. Odds makers must think he's going to get him to the ground. Because I don't understand why that Sabatini price is so high. Wrestling is always a big deal in MMA. And they must be thinking that Sabatini could control... Uh, Almeida with his wrestling, but Almeida's a grappler. Almeida has jiu-jitsu. Almeida knows how to throw some strikes. Almeida will be able to resist that takedown and piece up Sabatini. I like Almeida at plus 160. Also, Sarkouyan under two and a half, and I also like Sarkouyan to win this fight by either TKO or submission. This fight will definitely not go to the distance. That is what I like for UFC Vegas this coming Saturday. We go to the grass courts in Stuttgart, Germany. Yes, all the way to Germany. You want some tennis picks? I'm going to give you some tennis picks. You know why? Because right now, we will be taking Stefanos Tsitsipas. Yes, the Greek god Stefanos Tsitsipas at plus 324 to win the Stuttgart Championship in Germany. I expect him to win the final, and I expect Taylor Fritz to get there in the final to play Stefano Tsitsipas. I like Stefano so much, I'm also going to bet on him to win his quarter one. And I'm going to take him at minus 105. Other guys in that pool right now are Jan Leonard Struff at plus 450, Tommy Paul at plus 220, Richard Gasquet at plus 800, or the field. I think Stefanos will take control of anybody in that field, especially on that grass court, and take the victory in, in that quarter one at minus 105. And I'm also taking him to win the whole damn thing. And we finish off in Holland. Yes, the Netherlands. I have Daniil Medvedev taking that tournament at plus 172. I think that's a great price. Medvedev has had a great season so far. Winning on clay. Why can't he win on grass as well? I have Medvedev winning in Holland in the Netherlands. The Hurt and Gobesh tournament. Tough to say, but I'm going with it. 
I want to give a special thank you to Dan Dynamite Ige, the number 14 ranked UFC featherweight in the world for joining Hit the Bell today. It was great going in depth with Dan and breaking down his fight against Nate Landwehr. Can't wait to see what the future holds for Dan Dynamite Ige. I also want to give a special thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Damon Martin from MMAfighting.com. You can follow Damon on Twitter at Damon Martin for all your updates around the MMA. That guy is the man. Check him out at Damon Martin on Twitter, MMAfighting.com. All right, guys, that is it. Next week, another volume, another episode, another Hit the Bell. Guess what? I heard a rumor that Macy Barber might be stopping on Hit the Bell next week, and so might other fighters. That's just a rumor around the mill, guys. And if you want to get more updates, follow me at HipperBell. I'll be posting all the updates for the show and giving you all the juice. All right, guys, that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. Aloha. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.